Voice of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org. Brushbeater, training and consulting and hosted by me, the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia. And we're going to be bringing to you an interview that I did with Mr. John Dislin, where we talk about current events and staying strong during the storm that we see the, of the material world the world around us and remaining focused on the spiritual world. And I think that it's a very important conversation that we had. Uh, you know, of course, John Dizzlin, the author of Nehemiah Strong, and it, uh, a book that I consider a, a absolute must read for the world that we are in right now. Of course, a big shout out to the other Radio Contra sponsors out there. Jack Lawson, Civil Defense Manual, civildefensemanual.com. Blacksmith Publishing, Mr. Paul LeFevre and Mike Blackburn with uh, their series over there. Uh, lots of very, very incredible titles. And chief among them related to this conversation is Iron Sharpening Iron. Uh, and it, it just an incredible book. It brought me through some, some kind of dark times in my life. And it's one that I revisit uh, fairly frequently. Fairly frequently. Uh, last and certainly not least, Mr. Joe Dolio with Tactical Wisdom. But uh, anyhow, after the shout out to the show sponsors, take a lot from this conversation to heart because, again, it's easy for us to get caught up in our day-to-day goings-on of, of the material world, and, and it's easy to lose sight of what's eternal. And when, when we do that, and when we, we begin to get too dialed in, on the goings-on of the day. Just keep in mind that there's a greater plan at work. And we as Christians need to continue that that focus on what's critically important. And we need to continue that focus on the eternal. And, And don't give in to evil. Don't give in to evil. And don't negotiate with evil. Never compromise on your own beliefs. 
Anyway, with that said, folks, I hope when you're listening to this, you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I know that, that me and mine certainly will be. 2022 has been an incredible year in one sense, and it's been an extremely rough one uh, in, in another when it, it comes to family. And, and 2023 is probably not going to be that much easier. But uh, then again, you know, here's to brighter days. Be thankful for what you have around you. Chief among them, your family and your health. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the interview. And sitting here with John Dislin, author of Nehemiah Strong, johndislin.com. What's up, brother? Hey, brother. Good talking to you again, as always, and uh, looking forward to sharpening some iron with you. Well, we certainly do have a lot of iron to sharpen today, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it would be, wouldn't it be wonderful if somebody wrote a book, a guidebook for the trials and tribulations that we're going to see in kind of a, a companion volume to uh, our daily devotion to the readings of the Bible. It'd be really nice if somebody wrote such a book for rebuilding that fortress, that wall in our lives, huh? Man, wouldn't that be great if somebody wrote a field manual <laughs> to equip believers to stand, occupy, and overcome in this hour of trial? Wouldn't it, though? Wouldn't <laughs> it? So, uh, you know, and, and if, if uh, for anyone in the audience that is looking for just that book, Nehemiah Strong, John Uh, you know. Oh, and hey, by the way, Scout, uh, it's Scout One for 10% off for your faithful listeners. Scout One for 10% off. Outstanding. I've been I've been uh saying that in all of the podcasts, throwing that out there and um getting getting the good word out because this it's a must-read book. Uh it's a it's a must-read. It it's it is um you know, as, as we're going in our day-to-day lives and we're looking at the headlines and we get caught up in the the daily, the weekly, even the monthly, and we lose sight of the eternal truth, which mm. is so much more important. But when we get caught up in, in our worldly day-to-day lives and things are, are just continuously getting darker and darker. There's so many paths that, that we could go down with that. You know, the, the uh, you, war in Ukraine, you know, the, the um, I've, I've got a lot to certainly say and we'll be breaking down quite a bit more kind of my uh, predictions, projections on what the next moves coming out of Russia is going to be. The, uh, the, the counterattack is coming. And uh, mm. when it happens, it's going to be ugly. Uh, they have Gazprom has rerouted its fuel now that was going to Western Europe. Um, and, and they did have a pipeline, much to my surprise, they did have a pipeline that was still uh, being utilized in Ukraine for the flow of natural gas. That's now been shut off and it has been diverted to Azerbaijan uh, and Iran. So this is uh, it, it, it may not sound like much to a lot of people in, in the audience out there, but this is huge because now Europe is going to have to buy their natural gas if if they are buying uh, the cheapest source of natural gas, because American LNG is going to be in short supply and uh, mostly unavailable 
uh, and when they they can get it, it's going to be very expensive. We don't have enough fuel to meet the meet the uh, the needs and the demand that particularly uh, Germany is going to have, and they're all projecting that the, this is they're going to have shortages throughout this winter. Um, this is about to get that much worse. Uh, so you know we take that news into account. We talk about the the midterms. You know, looking at at the midterms, and I you know I have some. Um, uh, very particular insight on that as well. And then, you, you know, you take uh, events like this, the shooting that happened out in Colorado, which is uh, dominating the news cycle right now. And, you know, we, we've got our thoughts on that. We have to keep in mind that there is a long term view that we have to have that comes from our faith it doesn't come from day to day getting caught up in, in what we see the trials and tribulations of, of the daily worldly things but rather what comes from the eternal and so what what are your thoughts on that uh a bunch <laughs> i uh you know my first thought is and, and we were talking a little bit about this before you hit the record button, but uh, it's something that I feel in my spirit. I, f- I feel pulled in two different directions. You know, the first direction is overwhelm. And I think our adversaries like to operate in such a way to try and get us off our game, off our focus, off of being salt and light in the world and 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 being about our father's business if you're a follower of jesus you understand what i'm talking about if you're not you ought to be time is short and he died for you too so get with it and get serious about it but uh so there's this tension you know on the one hand what i see scout is i i see uh i see in everything oriented collapse you know you mentioned a few highlights but I mean, we we could fill this entire visit with all the different elements of the storm. You know, whether it's the dollar or uh, the uh, immig- the flood of the invasion force, often referred to as immigrants, or uh, the economy, inflation. I mean, it's just it's an everything uh, assault, right on. America, on our way of life, on our economy, on our well-being, on all that. And yet, on the other side, um, we know that. So so because of that, we those are not things that you or I as individuals that we can overcome. Right. But I'm reminded to refocus on, Okay, what do I have control over? And and I'm going to be about that. And so. One of the the key things that you know you talk about constantly, I talk about a lot in Nehemiah Strong is prepare to the extent you can, right? And and occupy to the extent you can. So we're constantly talking about provisionally how to prepare, tactically uh, in terms of training, all that stuff, right? That's the waterfront of of preparedness, and then um, having having peace in the storm. And, you know, there's a terrific story. I don't know if you've ever heard this. Stop me. Well, I'll share it, but because maybe some listeners have it. Um, Charles Wesley was John Wesley's brother, uh, the founder of the Methodist Church. And Charles wrote several thousand hymns uh, that we're still singing today. We sang in church Sunday, one of his hymns. And they were on a boat coming over to this new settlement called um, Savannah. 
in the Georgia colony in the 1730s, I think it was. And so they're coming over, you know, they're good Anglicans and <laughs> coming over on the boat. And, uh, and in the midst of the trip, there is this massive storm. You know, it was probably a hurricane. It was, it was extraordinarily destructive. And, and everybody was certain that the boat was not going to make it. Of course, it did, the ship. And so they're there, on, in, you know, down below, and they're huddling and wailing and praying and crying. And he wrote in his journal that he looked over at the Moravians. And the Moravians were a, uh, a particular uh, German Protestant denomination. And he looked over and the Moravians were orderly. They were calm. They were praying and they were singing praises, you know, hymns to God. But they looked exactly how they looked a few days before when the seas were calm and everything was fine. And I, I, it really stuck with me, Scout, how, how astounded, what, a, what an impact, a profound impact the Moravians had on Charles Wesley, because he saw a right picture of someone uh, who had calm in the storm. And I think, I think this season, we've all got to really press into that and press into having peace, having inexplicable uh, unnatural peace as the storm continues to rage around us because it's going to continue and it's going to get worse, but that doesn't have to dictate our response to it. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And, you know, it, it, John Wesley and, and Charles Wesley, it, it's, it, it's interesting you bring them up for a number of reasons and, and uh, mm. in all good you know, all, all good reasons. And, and, um, you know, one of them being the, the most prolific writers of, of hymns across all the Protestant denominations, um, is that, that, you know, we're given inner peace and we're also commanded, um, uh, you know, not to give way to hate, not give way mm -hmm. to to uh, feelings of vengeance, and there's a lot of that in the air right now. There's a lot of that in the air. There's you know, and and um, as more and more comes out about the damages from the vaccines, which you wrote extensively about uh, how mm -hmm. to operate in a world amid vaccine mandates, how to operate in a world amid um, you know the 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 uh, vaccine passports, which we know now coming out of the G20, that that is a thing. That is 100% a thing. It is 100% going to be implemented, at least it in the It is Western not going nations. away. And it, right, it is not going away. So, you know, for for those of us who see this for what it is, with, with the clarity, to see exactly what it is that's going on here, and, and with the moral courage to say no, um, you know, with the more data that comes out concerning exactly how much damage that this has done and is going to continue to do. You know, before we came on the air, you said that that uh, you had uh, eight personal people that, you know, uh, that, that have been victims of this, uh, including one that, that, you know, my father and yeah. lethal victims, right? Terminal right. victims. Right. And. Yeah. You know, this this is um, it, it's only going to get worse from here. There's those feelings of of 
of vengeance that people yeah. have. You know, th- this isn't this isn't necessarily to say uh, for for the hardliners out there and, and for the folks who who know me uh, pretty well. You know, th- this isn't to say that that there will not be a reckoning, that there will not be accountability, but there will th- they do understand this that it will be righteous. And and however this works out, that, that it'll be according to his will uh, and not in spite of it. And yeah. and so it's important to to keep that in mind. You know, we have hate all around us as we're entering the season of of rejoicing in in, in the, the birth of our Lord and the good news uh, that was delivered unto the world. It's it's very, very easy to give our hearts into hate on all sides. And and we see this, you know, the, the outcome of the midterms was not what many had expected. Uh, certainly not what many had anticipated. The, those that uh, believe that all the troubles of the world are going to be resolved through politics alone uh, were mm. sadly disappointed. You know, I laugh at that uh, because, yeah. it, you know, there's no political solution to a spiritual problem and our our problem starts in the spiritual right right and and so there's there's residual anger there there's there's hatred that's building up there and it's it's you know i think that it's very um it's very duplicitous from the left to um project that hatred outward and then whenever it is returned upon them, uh, and I'm not going to say not, you know, uh, unjustifiably so, because they, they certainly have have earned the, the ire of, of an increasingly large number of people out there. But whenever something does happen, all of a sudden, you know, oh, oh you have to be disarmed and you you have to feel bad and you the onus is upon you. You know, and. and it, so perfect example of this. So we, of course the elephant in the room have the, the, um, uh, the gay nightclub shooting, um, that, that happened in Colorado, out in Colorado. And it's tragic. Okay. You, you know, let's, let's get that out of the way that, that, you know, this, this, we, we can disagree, uh, and, and on moral grounds and very strongly. So, right. But, Whenever something happens on the right or towards conservatives, towards Christians, you know, the, the response to Sutherland Springs Baptist uh, Church that was shot up out in Texas or mm. the, the countless others, you know, the, the church in Tennessee that was shot up. It's always it, it turns into a footnote. And, well, you know, the, those those radical Christians over there, they always the, the left and the domination in the media of the left always uses that type of language towards us. And yet we're, we're told and in perpetual uh, and in perpetuity rather that, well, you have to feel bad, right? You have to feel bad. Yeah. I mourn for the victims. That's, that's unfortunate, right? That's unfortunate. But when, when your side turns around and has these vulgar images. You know, we, we had the the uh, Christ in urine that was, uh, you know, about a decade ago that, that was uh, on made its rounds in the public art museums. You know, we, we have the the uh, increasing sexualization of our children 
that we see and and this and even in the churches john it's even in the churches that we see this and it and it is the most disgusting vulgar displays you know if if this is a lifestyle choice and truly as we're told this is a lifestyle choice that, that they want to make okay that, fine do it you know that that's fine do not project this over on others however you know, understand when, when the, the watchword of the left was this the idea of tolerance, right? That, that we had in the 1990s and in early 2000 with tolerance. Well, that's fine. We should. We, we absolutely. That, that, that's fine. Understand, though, that, that works both ways. Tolerance does not have to be acceptance. And, and what we have now is the moral corruption and we have it blatant in our faces. And okay, I, I'm sorry the place gets shot up. That's unfortunate, right? That's unfortunate. And and you know for for the victims, that's sad. It's a tragedy, right? It, it's an absolute tragedy. However, don't continue to throw this stuff in our face and blame the righteous for the misgivings of the wicked. Yeah. Well, and I'll I'll tell you just to extend on that because as I've uh, as my understanding of the nature of the world and the season that we're living in, the lateness of the hour um, has sharpened. You know, it's 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 as if my my perceptions of things has really come more and more into focus. Uh, and and I'm not saying you know I know it all, and I'm not saying it's perfectly in focus. It's just the focus has gotten better. Um, is when. A part, a piece of that is that I came to understand that the, uh, you know, the the homosexual agenda is going to be used uh, in every in every place it can be used to create division, to shatter institutions, and to assault, uh, for lack of a better term, what I would describe as, you know, traditional western uh values and in institutions and so um this law and or this uh this bill that got passed i think in the senate just in the last few days pertaining to uh insisting effectively that that houses of worship uh accept um frankly a sodomite lifestyle okay sodom and gomorrah lifestyle um, it, that, you know, they're setting in place legal constructs that are designed to bringing, bring it into the authentic churches. You know, a lot of churches are given over, excuse me, are given over to, you know, this reprobate spirit of the age. Um, a few are, still are not, but the doctrine, the didache demonoia, the doctrine of demons, which I, I, I ascribe to a sodomite lifestyle that that is so uh, it's so destructive to its participants. I, I feel so I feel so much for the folks who follow it because it's such a corrupted inversion of what's wholesome and right and good and uh, and, and healthy and all these things. Um, but it. So that law, when it gets passed, because we know it's going to get passed, it's going to be used as a wrecking ball against um, the remaining churches that are still holding true to biblical, sound biblical teaching and doctrine. 
And so the, you're, the people listening need to be prepared for the churches to come under uh, assault like we almost can't imagine in America because it's coming. And when it comes, we're going to have to make right decisions in terms of what we'll tolerate, whether or not we'll go to prison, whether we start underground churches, because um, it, that wedge, that that wrecking ball is going to be used against us. And it's it's coming soon. Yeah, it absolutely is. I, you know, I would say that we're already there in. in unfortunate in, in, in the, the unfortunate reality of the situation uh, yeah. is that many, many denominations of, of the church are corrupted and we see it for what it is, you know, and, and, and you know, church attendance, the elephant in the room here, here too, church attendance is at all time low. Doesn't matter yeah. where you go, right? It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter what denomination you, you prescribe to, that you're a member of where you pray, look around, right? The, the it, It's at an all-time low, and why is that? Because can anyone tell me what are the major denominations in the United States, with each of them, where they stand on these issues? And, and a lot of them, a lot of them, the uncomfortable truth behind it is that a lot of them, well, you know, we, we don't want to be political because 501c3, Right. So that, that catch all 501c3, right? We don't want to be political because 501c3 or we don't we don't want to alienate anyone. Well, you know, I remember I recall uh, one of the, the most powerful sermons that I've ever listened to uh, the late, great Billy Graham for the offense of the cross. The, the cross is offensive. It's meant to be. It is meant to it, it provides light in the darkness. And, yep. and, you know, if, if anyone hasn't listened to that sermon and the power of that, uh, the, the power of the statements that are made there, you know, you, you don't we, we don't continue to sin. We don't continue this path of wickedness and call it righteousness. Right. And make excuses. Yeah, amen. That, that's not, you know, it, and, and and of course, you know, he who he who is without sin cast the first stone sure you know that that's that is the nature of it that's why he died for our sins you have to understand that but what's going on with the left what's what what they continue to do and, and this is a very calculated strategy right this is something that is age old as well by the way you know if, if you read the old testament the, the the story of sodom and gomorrah is very very uh accurate for looking at, at, you know, where we are today, you know, the story of Lot, very, mm. very accurate for where yeah. we are today. And so, you know, it, and, and the thing is, is that many other civilizations in the world see this, right? They see it for what it is. They see America for what it is, you know, and, and, and it, it's, uh, it, there, there is, there must be a return. There must be a return to the foundational principles of the church. And we have to rebuild those. And we have to rebuild that spirituality in our lives as a society. Or we are going to continue to decline at an, an even more alarming rate than we already have. Yeah. Well, and, and just to respond to that, Scout, it, it, 
a couple of th points. First of all, to to buttress what you just said about the 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 offensiveness of the cross and and uh, Christ's mission in the world. You know, John, when in in the first chapter of John, he said the light came into the world and the world understood it not. You know, and 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 if you look at the Greek there, that 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 word for understood it not, you know, it's they, the world, the world, the world under Satan, right? The, the worldliness world um, can't, can't even hardly perceive it. It, there's no understanding there. And um, because of that, and because those who are of the world recognize that that doctrine of, um, selflessness and, and putting others before you and, and following a, a, a gracious God who sent his own son to pay the price so you could live, right? That's the gospel in a nutshell. Um, because our very existence is a testimony against, a testament against a worldly lifestyle. Um, our presence is a an intolerable affront to those people in the world. And so when Jesus said, I, he said, I came not to bring peace, but division. What he meant was, as I understand it, as I perceive it, is he came to create an opportunity for those who choose to follow him, make him their savior and their Lord, not just take the savior piece, right? Not be a hypocrite like I was for too long. You suddenly get divided off from the world, and now there's this stark, brilliantly bright uh, light or set of lights in the world that is a continuous rebuke to the world. No wonder they hate us, you know? And so I would encourage people listening, don't be surprised that they hate you. Don't even, and certainly don't return hate for hate because then you become like them, right? That's not our calling. Right. And that, that's not to say you should let them overflow you and, and you know, destroy your home and all that kind of stuff. We're, we're, we certainly have a doctrine of self-defense. But, you know, be salt and light, have, have sympathy for them. But we're going to have to be prepared, Scout, for increasingly a almost like a parallel society, you know, where – we work with people who accept us, who are like us. We we trade with people who are like us. We fellowship with people who are like us. We live in the communities where people are like us. I, I think increasingly it's going to get to that point where we're going to have to have this parallel society where we support each other, defend each other, love each other, have fellowship with each other, laugh with each other, play games with each other, you know, ha right. go have a beer with each other. <laughs> and right. Consciously right. understanding that it, it's going to have to be that way because the world's going to hate our guts. Right. You know, it, it's uh, you're 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 bringing up something that uh, uh, Mike Belcher, now representative Mike Belcher in the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, very, very proud of Mike out there. And we're going to have him back on the, the podcast soon uh, after Thanksgiving. But. Something that he brought up, that the uh, observation of his regarding parallel societies, and it echoes exactly what you were saying, is mm. that we've already moved in that direction. We've already self-selected 
um, in, in that if if you look at the 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 whole uh, you know get woke go broke right it, it, and <laughs> it, but it but why did that phrase come about because we're drawn to things that are that are what what we deem as being good. And so why is it that Chick-fil-A, you know, un- unpopular opinion here, I don't think Chick-fil-A's food's that great. Um, I know, I know, it's heresy. <laughs> Should army I mention that I had it for lunch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, there's an army of Karens that are lining up by the door over here with pitchforks, right? You know, they've got their kids with them and their, their Tahoes, you know, and their Uggs boots, and they're all mad. But no, it, it, but it, it's not... It, it's, it's not, not just that, certainly, right? It, but, so Chick-fil-A is not successful because of the food. Because Chick-fil-A has been around for a long time. And they, they did not have, up until you know the past decade, they did not have the following that they have now, that they currently enjoy now. And the, you know, the reason for that was Dan Cathy became very outspoken about where he stood on a particular set of issues and said, no, you know, I, I, I'm, I stand firm in my Christian belief and we're, you know, there's certain things that my company is not going to support and we're not going to stand behind and look at the success, right? And all the people on the left that said, well, they're, they're going to be out of business. They're going to go out of business. This guy's insane. You know, look at their success. Look at what they've been able to achieve. You know, and 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 that that right there, that's just one example. There's many of them. Mike Lindell is another perfect example of this saying, you know, hey, and and I don't think that there's a a better success story in contemporary America right now than Mike Lindell. Uh, I mean, a, a guy who who was literally hopeless by a lot of people's definitions I mean, he he was, you know, uh, uh, given to a severe level of addiction uh, to the point that he had, had to move back into his parents' basement. Um, you know, he he was was just a complete wreck. And now look at him. You know, the, the guy is extremely successful. He has, you know, puts out wonderful products out there. And that that is a sign of that determination. But you do not compromise in where you stand. You do not compromise in your faith. And you make it known, not to the degree that, you know, hey, hey you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, force you to believe what I believe, because as Christians, we don't do that. You come that and, and that's that's how we know that we're we're righteous, because you come to Christianity and you come to the Lord under your own free will. You have the decision to do that. Right. You're not forced into anything. And so that that right there uh, to me and and you see the success, right? You, you see that when you don't compromise, how that message resonates with the American public, how it resonates with our larger culture and will continue to do so. Because the, it, I keep saying this over and over again. The left is in the minority. Right. The left is absolutely in the minority of opinion. And so that the parallel society, the idea of the parallel society is very much occurring and it's occurring now. And it's I think it's only going to occur in greater and greater numbers. You know, and another um, example of this, I think it's 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 not a perfect example because Elon Musk certainly no Christian. 
um, you know, he he's and, and he's very, very problematic um, as a public figure for a lot of a lot of reasons. Uh, but the the idea of a parallel society is is already beginning um, when he you know, with social media, you had all these other platforms that, that were popping up that were alternatives to Twitter because of Twitter's oppressive practices. He buys out uh, Twitter and now uh, has made many moves, still not perfect, but he's making many moves to liberalize free speech on the platform. And all of a sudden, you know, now things are opening up. And now you have all these liberals who are saying they're going to leave, you know, most notably uh, CBS News is saying they were going to leave momentarily. And then they came back because uh, they, you know, they, they, they don't really, um, you know, they, they're hypocrites to their own fan base. Uh, so, you know, it, it, they, they, they left and nobody cared uh, because they probably have nobody watching them anyway. <laughs> you know, whoever their anchor is this week, I mean, Nora Roberts, I think they, they canned her because they, can't get more than a thousand people watching that garbage, but um, we're seeing it. The, the idea of the parallel societies and, and uh, with Musk, this is, I think, probably the, the biggest contemporary example of a, a parallel society now supplanting the the or a parallel structure supplanting the dominant structure because he bought it out. He just bought it out outright. But, but, but Scout, think about this. So let's game plan this a minute, okay? Um, they're not going to let us be, you know? So Oh, no. So we're going to strive for a parallel uh, society, for lack of a better description. Uh, you know, geographically, worship, eating, shopping, hunting, you know, uh, uh, entertainment, you know, leisure. But... Right. Uh, I think a hallmark of our adversaries is they're not going to let us be. So however they plan, you know, we, we should already be game planning. How are they going to try and disrupt this? How are they going to try and break up the party? How are they going to try and outlaw it? You know, they're 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 going to assault us at every turn. And one of the turns is going to be this parallel society. They're going to look to upend it. And how are they going to do that? And how are we going to develop bulwarks, whether, you know, physical or sort of tactical to to strive to, you know, to to hold off the, the flood, you know, the evil coming in like a flood. Right. Right. No. And and I agree 100 percent. They're they absolutely not going to let us uh, be. And, you know, that, that's one of the the uh, sort of the the awakening of a lot of uh the i would say the the gen x crowd um you know the millennials out there you know myself i'm technically a millennial and um very early millennial and and we kind of know that we're not going to be left alone that, that's sort of the the culture that we grew up with but the gen x culture and and you know the baby boom generation too just had this idea that, you know, if, if you retreat and you kind of, you know, disengage that you're, you're going to be uh, free to, to live your life and, and do as you see fit. And I think uh, with, with Gen X, uh, the, the later Gen X generation and certainly the early millennial generation with my growing up seeing Ruby Ridge and seeing Waco, mm, you know, we know yeah. that that's not so. Uh, we're not going to be left alone, and and we 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 have we're armed with that prior knowledge. 
and uh you know we've we've kind of at least in the the prepping survivalist movement um you know we're we are very very much aware of that and um so with with that said um you know a lot of your your gen x types uh that are out there that that are now and, and I see this a lot on, on social media. They're saying, well, I, I'm that guy that just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> and now I realize you're not going to leave me alone. So, yeah. And, and we're seeing more and more and more of that. And as we get more interconnected and intertwined in terms of uh, social media and, you know, this, this, um, the rise of AI as well, which is a, uh, certainly a whole other conversation unto itself. Mm. We're, we're entering a very dangerous period because I think we, we don't know socially what the consequences are of the, 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 or the, what the, the uh, large scale ramifications of all of these intersecting factors in society. And, um, you know, the, the only way to get through that, the only way to get through and, and to, to see it through the example, you know, with, with uh, Charles Wesley and, and the hurricanes sailing through it to, mm. to Georgia colony. The only yeah. way to get through that is to remain founded in our faith, to remain strong in our faith and understand that that these things are worldly. Don't get tied up in them. Don't get yeah. tied up in them. Stay focused on the eternal truth. Yeah, and just to support that, I, there's this uh, a lovely pastor up in Morristown, Tennessee, Dean Hahn. And, and Dean, if you're hearing this, uh, God bless you, and really enjoyed sharpening iron with you a couple months ago. And he uh, he said he said, John, would you like for me to share with you a uh, you know an uplifting scripture? And I, you know, I needless to say, I said yes. And and he shared Revelation 17, 17, which, you know, you'd think, oh, he's sharing Revelation and that's uplifting. But 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 hear me out on this. Uh, Revelation 17 is talking about mystery Babylon and it's talking about this this utter whether and we could debate what mystery Babylon is in this world. I've got an opinion, but, you know, there there are many. But uh, the, the verse basically says the king's of the 10 kingdoms of the beast system set up for the antichrist. It said they gave over their power to the beast, which is the antichrist. Uh, and, and God put it in their heart to do so that his, uh, word may be fulfilled. And I found that so encouraging scout, because even as our adversaries, uh, foam at the mouth for our destruction. God puts it in the hearts of his enemies to do his will, that his plan may be complete. And I think so long as we walk in his plan for our lives, I, I, I believe this to the core of my spirit, that he will preserve us, he'll protect us, he's with us. In so many verses in scripture, he 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 declares to us his faithfulness that he is with us and he'll see us through. And, 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 and I love how not he, he, he's working not only for our good, but he's working through the very hearts of our enemies that his plan might be fulfilled. And that's a good thing. And, and to me, that was just an astounding encouragement and verse to say, Hey, even while they think 
they're pushing forward towards victory and frankly our destruction they're actually fulfilling god's plan and and he will never leave us or forsake us as he promised us i, I thought that was just incredibly encouraging it is he's got it all it under control including their camp <laughs> even as they they right. they do their little plans he's got it all under control right hey i mean amen you know and and uh that's and you know i don't i i'm kind of hamstrung on that one that's, you're speechless uh, yeah it, it, i don't i can't follow up anything with that it's um uh well can i add something to that that, that we course. talked about right before you hit record in keeping with that um you know, one of the, to me, one of the most beautiful uh, phrases from Scripture is from Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. And, of course, it fits with with my uh, the book I wrote, Nehemiah Strong, because I really wove in a lot of encouragement in the book. Um, I felt that was important. But anyway, Nehemiah 8, 10 says, among other things, it says, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And not only is that true you know, for not the least reason of which is that it's in scripture, but I think our enemy knows it's true as well. And so I think in this season, when we're coming into Thanksgiving and we're coming into this holiday season, the Christmas season, I really wanted to encourage the folks who follow you, Scout, double down on those things that are joyful for you, for your family, for your community, your kids, your wife, your husband, and and really, I really want to exhort people to get intentional about saying, hey, we as a family, we're going to go to church. You know, we're going to sing carols. We're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. We're going to we're going to, you know, go for a drive and look at the lights. We're going to throw Frisbee or football in the backyard. You know, do those things really get focused on doing the things that rekindle our joyfulness as a people. Because to me, that's a really central part of pushing through. And I, I think it was a part of the secret of the Moravian Scout on that on that ship going over to the New World with uh, Charles Wesley. They had a a peace and a joy that transcended the the storm in that moment because they knew how the story ends and they were not going to be swayed off their sure foundation. And and I think that's a picture we can keep in our, our minds, but also we can be active and proactive in doing those things, those simple pleasures that we remember, you know, from being kids. Let's get back to some of that and let's share that with our families and and confound our enemies with our inexplicable joyfulness in this season when they want to rob us of that joy. Amen, brother. Amen. You know, and, and take joy in that. Oh, and and have that joy. Yeah. Amen. And and one other thing, let me just add this and, and I'll shut up. Um <laughs> I God really laid it on my heart to be more intentional about him and his, you know, gift and Christ's propitiation on the cross for us, this undeserved 
gift standing in our place to pay the price that we could live, right? To take our punishment in our place. And uh, and so a couple of years ago, I put together this, you know, it's about a 10-page resource. And it's uh, it's a document. And so if you go to johndislin.com, and Dislin is spelled D-Y-S-L-I-N. So johndislin with a Y dot com slash advent.pdf advent.pdf and it's about a 10-page document and it's a basically a a way for each day from december 1st to the 25th christmas day to celebrate um messianic prophecies about the coming messiah written you know 700 to i think 1800 years before um jesus birth in bethlehem and it's a it and so you cut it out on one side's the prophecy the other side is the fulfillment as detailed in the New Testament. And my kids really enjoyed it. It was just a really neat way for us to kind of get back to, hey, this is what it's all about, right? He came, he paid the price. He He's a worthy king for us to follow and for us to, you know, take our eyes off of the storm, put them back on him and to say, you know, here I am, Lord, send me. What would, how would you have me live in this dark uh, season that we're in, how can I be salt and light in the world and do your will so that ultimately when we meet our king, he'll say, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. So anyway, johndisson.com slash advent.pdf. And it's free, free of charge. It's free, no payment. And you just go enjoy it and, and really press into this season with intentionality to kind of get back to our roots and to confound our enemies with a joy that they want to want to steal from us. Amen, brother. Couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't put it any better way than that. It's just a, a beautiful statement uh, for a beautiful time of the year, beautiful celebration, and uh, you know something that that people get so tied up in the worldliness of it all, and, mm. and we yeah. we just. Um, we need to be grounded in our faith and and that realization of what's eternal rather than than what is worldly. Brother, it's been an absolute honor to have you on. Oh, hey, thank you so much. I love you know how it is. I love sharpening iron with you. So every time we get together, it's it's like it gets better. So it's uh it's been fun. I'm re- really grateful for uh for you, and I'm I'm grateful you for you folks listening to us too. It's 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 really gratifying to know that we're touching some people and making a difference for people. So uh, happiest of, of uh, Thanksgivings to everybody in this beautiful Christmas season. Wish you the very, very best this uh, in this season. Amen, brother. God bless. God bless all of you out there. Sensi Scout, out. Let's go. Let's go.